Hello, and welcome to the Global Luxury Real Estate Mastermind with me, your host, Michael Valdez. Today's guest, what a fun guest I've got today. Somebody who I truly respect, someone who works harder than anyone that I know in the industry, and he's got a lot to show for it. Mike Sherrod, welcome to the show. I'm so happy you're here, brother. Hey, Michael, thank you so much. It's, it's a complete honor, truly blessed to be here. And, you know, I've definitely taken some leadership steps from you and seeing what you've done. So I'm incredibly excited to dive into this and share what we've been able to do and hopefully inspire others to do the same. You're just amazing, man. See, this is why you're on. This is so great. I want to break it down. You know, everyone's going to look at you when you start, when they see this video, they'll see how young you are. We're going to break down your success like mad. So you are amazing. I've seen your awards behind you already. You work like an animal, but I want to know how you got started in real estate. Yeah, it's it's a really interesting journey. And, you know, to be completely honest, as a kid, I had, you know, it was not partial to realtors. I didn't even like realtors. I had no idea what they were about. But, you know, I... I grew up in a very corporate household and all of my, my dad, my uncles were all engineers. And I thought that being a guy that loved cars, that I wanted to be an engineer designing cars in a wind tunnel or something. And I got two degrees in three years. So I, you know, put the work in, became a mechanical engineering and did another one. And I moved across the country to Calgary in order to be an engineer. And it was a really interesting shift because in my last couple of years of university, I started reading the, the traditional books, right? Think and Grow Rich, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And it started to open my mind up a little bit. And I didn't really realize the possibilities because I was from a small town of 12,000 in New Brunswick. Wow. Now, when I moved to a city and I moved to Calgary and I started seeing 30-year-olds driving Ferraris and Lamborghinis, but I was going to my corporate office where the nicest thing was a BMW for people that worked for 40 years, I started to get a little uneasy of seeing where do I actually want to go? Now, my first year of engineering, I was ranked the top employee of 60,000 at my Fortune 500 oil and gas company. And they sat me down and said, Mike, you know, where do you want to go in this company? And I said, you know, oil and gas sales, because I want to get compensated for my effort and I love working with people. And they said, great, the quickest we can get you there is seven years of technical experience and you're on your path. So I gave my two weeks notice the next day. I said, if that's how it's going to be, goodbye. And I, looking at real estate, I loved the investing side. And this was around the same time that I just bought my first house. And the agents didn't do that good of a job. I saw that they were very old school here. And I saw the agents in the States were very innovative. They were using social media. They were doing things differently down there. And we were behind the times up here. So I identified the fact that long story short, my initial dive into real estate was the fact that it was a low barrier to entry with the ability to learn marketing, branding, and sales. And I knew if I learned those three skill sets, they could be applied to any business I ever decided to do. But then I got into real estate, fell in love with it, and I'm not going anywhere. But that's how it all started. All right. Now you broke down a lot right now. I didn't know about the engineering, which is amazing. Of course you were number one of 60,000. And so it was, talk to me about drive because that's insane. You know, you just said something which you had an amazing history already in another industry, right? You were number one of 60,000 people. You really came from a small town, you went to a city and your eyes just opened up. But tell me about that drive, because that's just, you know, people, everybody loves money, right? 
You see somebody driving a car that you like and you covet. It's like, I'm going to get that car and we're going to get to that too. And so we're going to sort of like break down this whole thing. But where does that drive come from? Yeah, the drive is so important. And I needed this, Michael, because, you know, when I first got my license, I was 24. I didn't know anybody. I just moved here. So I remember February 1st, 2017, it was snowing. It was minus five. It was dark out. And I went and door knocked until my couldn't feel my hands anymore. Got my first two listings, 700,000 apiece the first day I was licensed. And I door knocked every day for three hours for six months straight. Now, the drive came from a couple things. Number one, and this is what most people don't actually know. In high school, I was really fat and I used to get bullied a lot. So growing up, I had this massive chip on my shoulder where I was teased, I was bullied. And, you know, you you kind of operate where, okay, I'm going to, one day I'm going to prove you, right? One day you'll all be wrong. Um, but But the next thing is a bit more important to me, actually a lot more important, which is understanding your why and understanding that for me, family is everything. And I knew that through everything thick and thin, my family has been the most supportive people in the world. One day I want to give them everything they could have ever dreamed of. And for me, when I'm going through the motions of the days where I've got, you know, 18 hours of zoom calls back to back, or when I was door knocking every day, or when people are saying this, that, and the other thing, I just reflect on why I'm actually doing this. And for me, that's more than enough to get up before him every day and get excited about life business and the opportunity we have. That's just amazing. I love these answers. You're like a perfect guest. Why haven't I had you on before? (laughs) I live for this, man. This is fun. (laughs) This is great. But now you've said some powerful things there. You got two listings on your first day you were licensed. Nobody wants to put in the work, right? Especially now. It's almost a disservice for someone to be licensed now because basically everyone's an order taker in this market. No one's really gone through and put the work to learn this industry. And you have to put the work to survive. Yeah, it's, it's a really important point because for me, and again, this comes back to the drive where I get new agents all the time that come to me and say, Mike, you know, I've tried door knocking or I've tried cold calling or I ran a Facebook ad or I tried YouTube. My mentality coming into real estate is that, number one, I burned the bridge of engineering because people said, well, Mike, at least you've got this engineering degree. If it doesn't work out, you can fall back. If you've got a fallback plan, you're screwed because you're going to always remember that, hey, if it doesn't work out, I'm still good. I burned that bridge. But my mentality was is that by the end of my first year, I wanted to look back and say there wasn't a single thing I could have done more in order to build my business this year. So I door knocked when it was sunny, when it was raining, I cold called. I hosted my own networking events when I didn't know anybody, started with one person the first event, had 75 people by the fifth event. I ran Facebook ads, I did YouTube, I got I did everything possible because I wanted to make sure that there was no excuses. But you always see people that have this drive to get into real estate, and then they just fall victim to the trenches of what a traditional agent is in their mind, which is, I'm going to choose this avenue and hopefully it works. But that's not the right way to business. You have to earn your stripes. And what I learned is through door knocking, that's where my communication skills came. And I urge everybody, even though I'm the social media advocate for life, I'm going to make when I have kids one day, they are going to door knock because the (laughs) skills it teaches you are invaluable. The ability to handle objections, think quick, get creative, not, not fall victim to taking things personally. The inherent skills that developed for me was life-changing. I love that. 
That's amazing. When you start thinking about that, it's absolutely true. I want to talk a little bit about branding, right? Yeah. So you're a master at this now. You're a master at branding, but everyone who wants to go out there, every agent wants to be a brand, right? And so I am curious from your point of view, how would you define branding? Branding to me is what people say about you when you're not in the room, right? Ooh, and I think it's good. It's powerful because again, wow. a lot of people say, you know, they, they, again, they see Ryan Serhant, they see Tom yeah. Ferry, they see Josh Flagg, they see a Josh Altman and they say, well, I want to go be them. But the problem is, is that in their mind, they think they're them, but then what is everybody else saying about you? And if there's a gap, if there's misalignment there, then you've got to get back to work, get back to the drawing board, because it's not what you say it is, it's how others perceive you, right? And you can see different brands and you have a very good sense of, you know what Gary Vee is like, whether you're in person or behind the scenes, because you get a sense of who he authentically is. So I think people with their brand really need to look within and say, who am I? And then how do I align other people's perception through my content, through my communication, through my marketing, through my skill sets to make sure others resonate with that as well? You know, it was so interesting. You mentioned Ryan Serhan and I interviewed him a couple of months ago for the podcast. And it was something and we knew each other here in New York socially. And it was something that was interesting that he said. He said when he first got million dollar listing, it was the idea that when he was filming, he had to become the agent of the future because when he was filming, it won't air for another nine months. Yep. So who, whatever you were filming today had to be the person that you were going to be when that aired. And he said it changed his life because it was always the fact that he was planning not for today, but for the future always. And that's how he started branding himself. And I thought that was genius. And as you start talking to that, something you said was so powerful. Branding is what someone says about you when you're not in the room. It's, it's, I love what Ryan said, because that's exactly how people need to think about it is, and this is where people go wrong with their brand is they say, well, I want to be a luxury agent, but they don't align their perception with how that applies today. Right. So exactly what Ryan said is you need to identify long-term where you want to go reverse engineer that and embody yes. it as, as if you were already that person, right? Because you'll never become them if you never inherently believe that that's who you truly are at the core. You have to step into what that future is that you're building as though yeah. you were living it today. Exactly. It's so true. It's so true. Now you mentioned social media a few times and you're just a genius at it. Tell me, first of all, how important you think it is in today's day and age for someone when they start getting into this business. And then we're going to spend a little bit of time on social media. Yeah, it's it's imperative. I think it's so important for people to getting into this business to look at social because again, where are the eyeballs? It's the new medium. It's getting in front of people. And at the end of the day, real estate or anything for that matter is about building the like, known trust factor, right? What's the quickest way to build that in front of people at scale? And this is why it's so beautiful 
for new agents like me that had no budget, when I got into real estate, I had less than $4,000 in my bank account. I had no money, but I had time. And this is the beautiful part about agents getting into the business now is that you might not have money, but you've got the luxury of time and you invest your time into building a skill set on this beautiful device. You have the world at your fingertips. So you have the ability to build these intimate connections online with people in your market and other markets, referral databases. And the ability to, again, leverage something that people are so familiar with and so accepting, it becomes a really interesting proposition where back in you know the day, realtors were gatekeepers of information and you needed them to do a transaction firm fixed final. But now with the luxury of all of these online platforms and different ones that, again, allow people to browse and learn everything that they need, realtors are becoming a bit more of a shift in terms of where our value proposition lies. And what you'll see is for a lot of consumers, they're now more so looking for experience, not in terms of years of experience, but what, how enjoyable is the experience? So when you have the ability to showcase your experience on this device for free in your market, you have the ability to become the million dollar listing agent of your market for free. It's absolutely incredible. Now you teach other agents these tools and that has been incredibly successful for you. Tell me a little bit about that. Yeah. So, you know, when I got started, Michael, back on my YouTube channel, I did everything. Again, I had no direction. I had no idea what I was going to do. Throwing spaghetti at the wall, seeing what stuck. And I did videos about scripting, door knocking, luxury listing tours, and social media. And what happened is my first ever Facebook ad tutorial showing people how to generate leads on Facebook went ballistic. And I started having people, and again, this is the importance of listening to your audience, as people said, Mike, do you know anything else? Like, is there, can we see more of these? And I just listened to my audience. And what I realized is everybody wanted to know more about these social media tips. So then I put out hundreds of videos about my social media tips and people said, well, do you have training? I want even more. I want to go deeper. And then again, I just listened to my audience and said, all right, I'm going to take three months off. I'm going to you know, spend a few hundred hours creating this program and I'm going to give it to you. And then within the first year, we had 3000 people enroll in it. And it's been absolutely life-changing. You know, Just to, to give you an example, we have a brand new agent that joined our group at eXp. He's a brand new agent who just moved to a new city, didn't know anybody, no experience, leveraged the YouTube strategies in my training. He's now done 58 deals in eight months with no ad spend, no prospecting, no door knocking, no database. So when you see that back before everybody said, in order to build a successful real estate business, you have to leverage your database. Well, what about our poor young folks like me that have no database? I want to show you how to build that. That's insane right now. This is crazy. Now, let's put it all in perspective because I also want people to understand what you have built. Tell me yeah, the organization you. that you've built today now, and just tell me where you started from and let people know how old you are. Yeah, definitely. So uh, <laughs> I'm 28 years old up here in, in Calgary, Alberta, right. Canada. <laughs> you look there. You look young, Michael. Yeah, so, right. <laughs> you know, I joined EXP 16 months ago. And to date, I think this is the one thing I take a lot of pride in is I've never reached out to a single agent about EXP. My, my, angle when coming to this company is I see how others are doing. I respect how others are doing it. When others zig, I like to zag. And what I want to do is I want to create a value proposition so strong that when people see 
what I'm up to, they inherently want to be a part of what we're doing. So they will reach out to me. So without doing any sort of outbound effort um, in the last 16 months, I now have 540 agents in my revenue share organization. I have 191 that I've personally sponsored. um, And I've got, I believe, 80 frontline qualifying agents as well. over the last 16 months. So it's been completely life-changing. And the most incredible thing is the culture of our group. It's like one big family. It's very intimate. It's very patriotic. um, And it feels like home. And that's all I ever wanted to create. And, you know, it's so true. And it's so true. When I joined EXP, whatever it's been, 14 months now, it was that sense. It's that sense of family that is a cliche for anyone who isn't a part of it. And they're like, yeah, sure. But it feels like that anytime. I mean, we just got back from Dallas, right? And there was like 6,000 of literally your best friends that stop you and really are thankful that you're part of this community. And that's never happened. It was so I've never seen it. It's I've never seen so many grown men and women cry on Zoom calls with Brent Gove and other people that were on the beta calls with because of how a brokerage has changed their lives, their families' lives, and other people's lives. they Life-changing is such a cliche thing, but when you have the ability to provide for your loved ones for the rest of their life, just by the nature of doing the same thing you would have done at any other brokerage, but you have one brokerage over here that compensates you more than any other, that gives you a new breadth of life. And that's where I was, Michael, is at the end of my third year being, you know, I've got my top producer awards up there. I would... I was at a loss. I was at the end of my third year, top producer. Where do I go from here? Do a couple more deals next year. Okay. Now I need to invest more time. Now I have no lifestyle, but I got into real estate to create a lifestyle, but how do I build wealth? You can't. So I once finding this direction and thanks to you, every month is a new country we're opening up in. There's new (laughs) languages, there's new people. It's such a vibrant culture and experience of just new And that's what it was a breath of fresh air. It was invigorating. And now I don't know how you can't be over the moon excited when you're at this company. It's so true. It is so true. And every day it's like a new day, right? And everything that you look at and like the the agent growth, the fact that we're 63,000 agents now, the fact that it keeps growing. And and it's amazing because you're touching that many lives. And, you know, we, we had a, a, a large team that joined us in India. And I know you've heard me say this before. And it was the idea that when he gets on the call with me, he said, I wanted to join EXP because this was the model for humanity. Yeah. And it encapsulated exactly who we are in that beautiful sentence. It was amazing. It's incredible. Yeah. I, I love it. And Seeing again, I've had uh, had multiple people ball their eyes out on our call, just saying that they they felt lost. They were about to give up on their real estate license. They they refound their passion, and it's incredible to see. And and again, it's one of those things that, and and I'm sure you'll resonate with this, Michael, is the fact that you'll never understand it until you're here. That's right. I didn't understand it. Me neither. You, you hear it and you're like, these people sound crazy. How can a brokerage be that different? Like it's a brokerage. Yeah. But once you're here, the energy, the drive, the sense of camaraderie is so infectious. You can't not operate and resonate on a different level. Listen, it, I came from the banking world. It took me four months for my initial conversation with Glenn to say yes, because I pulled every SEC filing. And read it 
And I was trying to figure out where is this? Where's the hole in this? And it got frustrated because I couldn't find the holes in the model until I realized that there wasn't any. Yeah. It was like, it was like this beautiful moment. So young Mike, tell me what the greatest lesson you've learned in your career thus far. Yeah. This was one that I learned actually back before I got into real estate. And this was the one that was actually a catalyst for me to get into the industry where when I was an engineer, I had this entrepreneurial drive, but the problem was, is that I was trying all of these little startups on my own. And I had a mentor that came to me and said, Mike, listen, the man who chases two rabbits catches none. And that has forever stuck true to me where it's as entrepreneurs, we're innovators, we're creators, we're big thinkers. We want to go after it. We are the worst for shiny penny syndrome because we know that based on our skill set and our drive, we can go crush anything that we do. So we, we, we start our work, but then you say, oh, well, I could go do this over here because I got the skill set. I'm going to go give it a shot. And then this new shiny penny comes up here. I, I could crush that too. I'm going to go do it. And that's where I was. And that's where so many people are. So what I did is I said, you know, based on my work ethic, my consistency and my self-accountability, I know if I channel my energy into one specific linear lane of focus, nobody will be able to touch me. So that's when I got my real estate license and said, hey, this is an avenue where I'm going to go. I'm going to remove all distractions, go 120%. It's the same thing I did with agent attraction. Said, listen, it's great to do deals. But I know that if I give my undivided soul attention and focus to this avenue and supporting and nurturing the people that decide to join us, nobody will be able to touch us. And again, it's really important to just understand that just because you have a skill set, it doesn't mean that you should do everything that that skill set applies to. You should find one specific niche and dominate it. That's going to bring me right into the next question. Three pieces of advice you would give somebody entering the business today? Definitely. The first one is find a niche, right? I think that's one of the biggest things is identify your strengths, your unique value proposition, your unique selling proposition, however you want to refer to, but find out your differentiating factors and dominate a niche. There's a huge false perception that the average millionaire has seven streams of income. Well, yes, once they become a millionaire, they usually diversify their income into seven different streams. But where a lot of people lose focus is they say, I need seven streams to get there. And what I realize is that you need, and most millionaires have one stream of income that gets them there, and then they diversify. So for me, that's how you know I now make multiple seven figures a year where it said, if I dominate one specific niche and become the best of the best, you'll never have to worry about income again. And so finding your niche is number one. The second thing is consistency is king. I can preach this to the day that I die. I am not the smartest person, never have been in school. I work hard, but I'm not perfect. I've got many flaws. I don't know what the heck I'm doing half the time, but I am immensely consistent when you stick to a proven process. Everything that anybody ever wants to do has already been done. There's no yeah. reinventing the wheel anymore. The blueprint is out there for you. The difficult part is the blueprint requires immense sacrifice, consistency, and self-accountability. And that's where most falter is the point that they see, okay, I just need to, in order to build my personal brand, I just need to go put all these videos. Well, yeah, but try doing that every single day for a couple of years at a time. And you'll see 
that the ones that make it to the other end have a brain that people speak to and the ones that don't fall to the ground. And then the third thing, again, is realizing and identifying your why or what makes you tick. It has to be bigger than you, right? Because at the end of the day, if you say, well, I want to get into business because I want to be a millionaire. I'll tell you firsthand that when you have the Huracan, there's an Aventador. When you have the Audemars Piguet, there's a Patek Philippe. It doesn't matter what you want to achieve monetarily. That will never be a self-fulfilling prophecy. You need to say, what are you trying to do that's bigger than you? Is it generational wealth? Is it giving back to charity? Is it making an impact on 10,000 lives? One of my goals at EXP is how can I help a thousand people become millionaires? So for me, that's bigger than me. And when I know that it's bigger than me, I know I got work to do because that's the big difference, Michael. And this is the big difference you will see firsthand between the real leaders at EXP and the leaders that might not achieve what they want at this point in time which is the difference between personal success and real success. If I get all these accolades and I get all these stats and this recognition, that's beautiful. But if nobody else does, then I failed my mission, right? So it's about building what you can do, speed of the leader, speed of the pack, right? Lead by example, set the pace, run the new four minute mile, and then lift as many people up there as possible with you to say, I did it, you can do it too. That's right. A hundred percent. I mean, I love that you just said that, you know, we were, I was just interviewed on a, uh, on, on a uh, podcast earlier today with, uh, with an EXP agent and they were talking and it was really about, you know, the fact that now we have global and now we can sort of attract a lot more people to our downline. And I corrected him and I said, we can touch a lot more lives. Yep. Well, that's the thing, Michael is, you know, I went on a tangent on a complete rant on my Instagram stories today, if you ever see that, um, which is people sending video presentations about EXP. Listen, you need to care about people. If you send a video presentation blindly using a mass message software to somebody, that's like saying, hey, Michael, I don't care if you're a new agent, top producer, team leader, broker, you're the same as everybody else. You're not worth my time. Come make me money. It's the most disrespectful thing in the world. You have to understand the moral of EXP is taking people from where they are today to where they want to be. And EXP is the only bridge that can get them there efficiently. So when you understand that, you have to care about people. You have to say, what are your problems today? How can I help? Let's find a way to get you there. So when you start looking at the lives you touch, you touch them by caring about them. And that's That's where it comes by understanding the incredible power of this beautiful model. You know, it was interesting. And in Dallas, we talked about my speech. I talked about the idea that everyone in the room agrees that EXP was a wonderful gift that we received. And it's sort of like, if you agree on that statement, it's your responsibility to share that gift. And when you look at it as sharing a gift to help others, you'll never recruit another day in your life. Because yeah, not- we said this, we say it all the time in our group. It's so beautiful. And I love that you said that in your presentation, Michael, which is, you know, we say, we, you know, Connor and I is my sponsor. We say, you know, if you found the cure with, uh, if, the, if you found the cure to cancer, what would you do? You'd yeah. share it with the world. EXP is the cure to allowing agents to build lifestyle, wealth, and freedom. Why would you not passionately share that with as many people as you can? So true. It's so true. Now, I want to also talk about that balance of also remembering to reward yourself. 
right? And it's sort of like, you know, you're, you just said you were, you were 18 hour days are, are normal for you. They're normal for me because I have a passion for what I'm doing as you do. And, you know, it comes out, you glow when you sort of like talk about all of this. And it's beautiful to see. It's beautiful to see in, in someone as young as you, Mike, because what you're going to do to change the world and other people's lives, it's just going to be a pleasure to see over the years. And as you're sort of doing this now, the idea of rewarding oneself is important. And so tell me about, um, about that for you. And, you know, you mentioned early on in this interview that you had a passion for cars. And so tell me how that came full circle. Yeah, it's it's a beautiful thing. I'm so grateful. I'm so blessed, you know, to have the lifestyle that I have based on the work that I put in. And this year, you know, as you're alluding to, I bought my dream car. I bought a, a brand new 2021 Lamborghini. I custom designed it from the factory, every single aspect of it. And when I took delivery, I cried. I cried because in that moment when the covers came off, like I remember all the times I was teased, all the times I got into real estate and people said, my social media content looks stupid. I remember all of the nonsense that I went through and all the people that helped me get to where I wanted to be. But I think rewarding yourself and manifestation are two really important things. Rewarding yourself, again, this is where I didn't do enough. I kind of waited for the big milestone because I didn't give myself any credibility along the way. And I think when I look back, there's moments where I should have taken a moment to you know, celebrate because again, when you just get in the grind and in the trenches, it is exhausting mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually. And if you do not take a moment to celebrate the many wins, but then find a way to get back on track as quick as possible, then again, you're more, you know, you're more susceptible to burning out. Now, a couple of things that I think are really important, Michael, is the manifestation aspect in touching it. Because again, coming from a town and in, in a province where there's not even a Lamborghini in New Brunswick, I had that dream. I had it on my posters. I used to have the DuPont registry magazines. I had it all. And when I came out here and I saw it from 2017 until 2020, I went to the Lamborghini dealership once a month, every month, every single year. And it was seriously, it was all I wanted to do was to touch them, look at them, sit in them and say, again, it's it's framing your mind as I already have one. I'm going to have one. And you'll look back on my social media. I've never deleted the photo. Back in 2017, I was posting pictures of purple Lamborghinis on my Instagram saying, one day I'm going to get one. So much so, Michael, that now fast forward, this started happening in 2019 from Egypt, from Argentina, from Africa, from Europe, from Australia. I've had people from all walks of the world send me pictures of purple cars saying, hey, Mike, I just saw this. I thought of you. Oh, my God. It's insane what it's done. But for me, I inherently was so confident that I was one day going to get it, that I spoke it into existence. And I think that's a really important thing is most people genuinely don't actually believe they're going to achieve their goals. They say, how I'm going to do, I'm going to hit icon status this year when really they know they're just going to cap or they say, I'm going to get a Lamborghini one day, but really they, they only believe they can get a BMW. But when you're so confident, even in 2019, One year before I ordered my Lamborghini, I had $23,000 in my bank account, which is enough for like a quarter of the down payment. And there's a video on my YouTube channel of me at a local cars and coffee meet with $23,000 in my bank account saying, and I was standing beside a Lambo saying, hey guys, I'm planning to get one of these next year. It's really, it's almost similar to this one. And I was sharing with my audience, basically saying, hey, I'm going to get one next year. 
I don't even have enough for the wheels. But I, when you're so confident, you have to speak it into existence. I, I think that is incredibly powerful. That's incredibly powerful. And you did it. And you know what? It was so beautiful. I, I actually reached out to you and uh, I saw the video of you sharing it with your dad. And yeah. you know, it was such a beautiful bond that you had. And it's just, it, it, it really touched me. It was just beautiful to sort of see how you achieved what you had spoken and then just shared it with those that were special and loved by you. It's that's honestly, Michael, been the most rewarding thing is, you know, I had my moment for the first month where it was really cool. It's really exciting. And don't get me wrong. I drive it every day. It's, it's unbelievable. It's so much fun. But for me, the excitement comes from giving back and inspiring the next generation. Because for me, when I moved to Calgary, I met a couple of people that had Lamborghinis and they would take me out on a drive. And they would say, Mike, one day you are going to get one. But in New Brunswick, I never had that. So for me, you know, I've taken kids that are, you know, sick with, with illnesses. I've taken kids that have, you know, on their birthdays, anybody that wants to go for a drive in their car, I will forever do that because I know that one day that's going to pay off dividends and I'm going to be the one that inspired somebody that little extra twist that they needed to say, Hey, you know what? It is possible. And if I can do that for one person that, you know, $400,000 was worth every dime of it because it's about giving back. It's not about being selfish. We are blessed and grateful enough to have achieved this. And it's not very fun if you're achieving it and enjoying it alone. So how many people can you actually enjoy it with? I love that. I love that. And final question for you. In your book of life, what is this chapter called? I thought about this one, Michael. And, and for me, this is, it's a kind of cliche, but I'll give context here. Um, and the name of this chapter would be When the Stars Align. It's mm. really powerful because for me, Michael, in my second year of real estate, I did, I tripled my production, went to 48 deals. In my third year of real estate, I stopped putting any effort into production solely to start putting out three free YouTube videos a week, wondering, saying, hey, I want to build a personal brand. I have no idea when, how, who, what, when, where this is going to actually work out. But I know if I want to get to where I want to be, I got to take a pay cut and I got to start putting out free content, deliver value. I also had endless amounts of people reaching out to me about EXP over the years, sending me video presentations and nobody sat me down to say, Hey, Mike, here's where you are. Here's how it applies to you. Here's how it can help you. And after meeting Connor and then looking at my personal brand and every other aspect of everything, all the skill sets I've developed over the last four years in my business, when I came to EXP, it was the first time where all the stars finally aligned, where you know, have no idea when it's going to work out. And it's like, it was this beautiful concoction of everything you needed to build everything you ever wanted. And I'm just living in this, you know, beautiful phase where all of that hard work of wondering if, when, how finally came together at one point. And it's all thanks to this incredible company. I love that. I love that. Mike, I got to tell you, this has been such a pleasure. It's such a pleasure to really get to know you, get to know you on a deeper level with this conversation. I can't wait to finally meet you again and yes. to be able to spend time together and be able to really continue this. You are 
an amazing spirit. You are a spiritual being and someone who really is going to make such a difference and continue to make a difference in this world. And I got to tell you, it's just going to be an honor just to witness that with who you are. Thank you for this conversation, brother. Thank you for the incredible opportunity. It means the world and I'm beyond grateful to be partners with you. Thank you. And thank you all of you for listening. This has been the Global Luxury Real Estate Mastermind with me, your host, Michael Valdez.